Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. Non-alcoholic drinks and mocktails are very popular, but are they good for your sobriety? In this episode, I'll explain both sides of the argument, how they can be helpful for your sobriety, and how they could be triggering, cause cravings, or hold you back. You'll learn if 0.5% non-alcoholic drinks are okay to drink, and why you may get the feeling of a fake buzz when you consume alcohol-free drinks. So let's dig in. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm your host, Jill, and today we are talking non-alcoholic drinks. I was very pro-NA drinks when I quit. I thought that I could buy NA wine and just replace my regular wine with that. The first time that I had a decent NA wine, I remember I felt really guilty when I took that first sip. The NA wine was close enough to regular wine that my brain reacted to it. We form associations in our mind with alcohol, and they are very powerful cues. The strongest association that I made was that getting drunk meant you were a bad person and a loser. When I was a kid, I believed that addiction was a choice, and it was something that happened to weak-willed losers who weren't strong enough to deal with their lives. You may also get a fake buzz when you drink non-alcoholic drinks, and this is the same thing. Your mind associates drinking alcohol with getting a buzz, so the anticipation of drinking is a big part of the experience. When we're pouring our drink or we sit at the bar and the bartender takes our order, we start feeling relief, happiness, calm, whatever feeling you're chasing, because we know the alcohol is coming. If you get a fake buzz from alcohol-free drinks, then I know that it can be really freaky and it might make you feel like you've done something wrong, but it's almost impossible to get a real buzz off alcohol-free drinks. There are drinks that are 0.0% alcohol, but anything that is 0.5% or less is also considered an alcohol-free or non-alcoholic drink. Some people will say that it does contain alcohol, so if you drink it, you're not sober, but it's basically impossible to get a buzz off 0.5% drinks. A standard beer has 5% alcohol, so a non-alcoholic beer has 10 times less alcohol in the same volume. Think about how many beers it takes you to get a buzz, and now multiply that by 10. Could you drink that many in an hour or two? The liver has the ability to process one standard drink per hour without alcohol really getting into your bloodstream. So this means that you can have 10 NA beers per hour. That's a lot of beers. And also ripe fruit, like a ripe banana, is going to have a small percentage of alcohol in it. NyQuil has a small percentage of alcohol. So if it's 0.5 or less, it's fine. I even got a fake buzz once from a can of Diet Coke. Cracking open the can and the bubbles are two things that I associate with drinking alcohol because I'm not really a soda drinker or I wasn't uh, when I quit drinking. So it doesn't have to just be a non-alcoholic beer, wine or spirit or something that's making you feel triggered. It can even be a fancy bottle of water or a can. Our prefrontal cortex selects the correct emotional responses to a situation using information from our past experiences. So when we're in a situation where something reminds us of alcohol, our prefrontal cortex is going to compare it to situations where we did consume alcohol. So this can result in you having a fake buzz, feeling guilty, or setting off seeking behavior to go find real alcohol. So let's talk about the pros and then we'll get to the cons. I have three pros for you. Number one, NA drinks can help you feel more comfortable socializing. I quit drinking in November 2019 at the beginning of the holiday season. There were tons of work happy hours and parties and non-alcoholic drinks and mocktails helped me feel more comfortable socializing. I wanted to avoid detection and not have my lack of drinking be a subject of conversation with random work people. If you feel this way, then that is completely okay. 
Unfortunately, when I started sharing about this online, I got slammed with criticism that I shouldn't be ashamed of my sobriety and I should be loud and proud. But you do not have to tell everyone in the entire world that you're sober. It's not everybody's business. You do what works best for you. If having a mocktail or a N.A. beer helps you because you know it'll lessen the chances of people bringing up your sobriety, then do it. Another option is a soda water with a lime in a smaller glass. My second pro for you is N.A. drinks can give you that feeling of a tasty treat and prevent you from feeling deprived in the evening. If you're someone that really romanticizes alcohol and drinking feels fancy and like a reward for you, then you probably feel like not drinking is deprivation. So having a tasty treat at the end of the night can be helpful as you adjust to no alcohol. I drank a lot of NA drinks in my first year, and then each year it got less and less. And now I really don't feel like I need it anymore. My third pro is they can give you a similar vibe without the consequences. When we're drinking, we're chasing one specific part of it, and then we get all the bad stuff that comes afterwards. A non-alcoholic drink can give you a similar vibe that you're looking for without the bad stuff, especially with socializing. If you're looking to feel more comfortable, then holding a drink can help you relax and feel like you're part of the group. Eventually, though, I developed confidence, and now I don't need to hold anything to be part of the vibe. And you will get there, too. When I first started drinking NA drinks, I also realized that this must be what it's like to moderate because I really didn't care about the drink either way. Sometimes I wouldn't finish it and one was enough to satisfy me. So it was a really interesting experience and it reinforced how problematic my drinking was. If you do enjoy NA drinks, then it might be a good idea to not drink your previous drink of choice if you want to avoid that weird guilt feeling, but it's totally up to you. Now, there are also some cons to be aware of with NA drinks. The first, they may cause cravings for some people. Studies have found that when sober people are exposed to alcohol without drinking it, they start to salivate in anticipation. And we've talked about anticipation a lot on this podcast. And if you're interested, then go listen to episode 62, which is all about dopamine and building cue memories. Someone who is a take it or leave it drinker will not salivate when they are exposed to alcohol. So our body even starts reacting in anticipation of getting that drink. A 2004 study published in Nature looked at brain activation for problem drinkers and social drinkers using MRI. They found that when presented with a cue, the problem drinkers had significant brain activation and the social drinkers did not. The areas of the brain that were activated were parts of the reward system that control motivation, converting feelings into action, and seeking behavior. The way that they cued everyone was by showing them either a picture of an alcoholic drink or a picture of a cup of coffee. Just a picture of alcohol is enough to get our reward system to start becoming activated and anticipating the reward. And this anticipation is what leads to salivating and cravings for the real thing. Non-alcoholic beer, wine, and spirits look and smell very similar to the real thing, which is why they can be so triggering for some people and either set off cravings or produce a fake buzz. 
A study from 2013 published in Nature Neuroscience got rats addicted to alcohol during a seven-week time period, and then they forced them into abstinence for 10 days and cued them by just the smell of alcohol and a tiny taste. The researchers found that this activated a pathway in the amygdala that is linked to emotional reactions, memory processing, and withdrawal from alcohol. Once they activated the cue memory in the rat's brains, they began trying to seek out alcohol within the next couple of days. So the rats had been trained that pushing a lever would result in them getting alcohol. So they just started randomly pushing the lever again after being cued, even though they weren't receiving alcohol from it anymore. The amount of reward center activation is also going to depend on the severity of your problem with alcohol too. And since alcohol use exists on a spectrum, some people can drink non-alcoholic drinks just fine without going back to drinking. But if you're worried that they might make you crave the real thing, I say don't even try it. Just have something else. The second con to be aware of is that they may be a crutch that keep you romanticizing a drink. Everyone needs to make their own decisions about non-alcoholic drinks, but please know that your brain will likely respond to a 0.0% beer in the same way that it's going to respond to a 0.5% beer. The issue, though, is some people try to just swap out beer for non-alcoholic beer and maintain the same lifestyle by going to the same bars, hanging out with the same drinking buddies, and sitting around doing nothing at home but drinking non-alcoholic drinks and watching TV. Our lifestyle has to change in sobriety. We built our entire lives around drinking alcohol, and we can't do the same with NA drinks. If you continue to maintain your drinking lifestyle in sobriety, then you're going to be constantly triggered, you're going to feel a void, and eventually that can lead you to drinking again. NA drinks can be used as a crutch to prevent you from doing the work. Like I said in the pros, they can give you a similar vibe. And like I said a moment ago, they can activate the reward system. So if you're sitting around doing nothing all the time and just drinking NA drinks, then that lifestyle isn't going to help you stay sober and be happier. It's not always bad to have a crutch though. When we quit drinking, we're very vulnerable. We have no tools, low self-esteem, we feel really insecure, and our emotions are overwhelming and intense. A crutch like non-alcoholic drinks can ease the transition for you. It's hard to show up to a social event and not drink, especially when you don't want to discuss this with people. Having something in your hand can make you feel more comfortable and help you fly under the radar. So if you're using NA drinks as a crutch, it's fine for right now, but you will hopefully back off as you get more and more comfortable being sober. Just be mindful of it. However, this crutch can also keep your romantic view of alcohol alive because you clearly value alcohol still if you're trying to drink something similar to it. I like NA drinks as a tasty treat sometimes, but it's pretty rare now. It's important to break down this romanticized view of alcohol over time. And seriously, like this could take years. So be gentle on yourself and don't expect to get perfect sobriety right away. This can take years to break down this belief. Someone asked me a question on Instagram recently about whether they had to get rid of the alcohol gifts they received. They referred to it as beautiful bottles and how it would be such a shame to waste it. 
This is a very romantic view of alcohol. Eventually, we want to get to the point where they're just regular bottles like a bottle of anything else. I know a lot of people see it as bottles of poison and you go to the negative, but that still holds power in alcohol. You want to get to a place where you just, it's whatever, it's just a bottle. The third con of non-alcoholic drinks is they can get really expensive. I went out recently to a private event for my friend's book launch and they had a special mocktail section on the menu. The mocktails were $14. NA drinks that you buy online to keep in your house get really expensive too. One benefit of sobriety is all the money that we save and how we can turn that money around and use some of it for good. If you're spending all your money on NA drinks, then you'll miss that benefit. It may be more beneficial to use some of that money on getting support to stay sober, doing self-care, or investing in new hobbies. Whatever decision you make about NA drinks, I hope that you can respect the people that make the opposite decision. NA drinks are such a controversial topic because people have strong opinions on each side. If you're having lots of NA drinks and it's helping you, then that's great. And if you're making your own recipes at home and it's becoming a new hobby, then that's an excellent tool to keep you busy and having fun. And that's a much less expensive way to do it too. So I hope the next time you see people debating NA drinks, you'll share this episode with them so they can be informed about both sides of the argument. And I will talk to you in the next one. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.